Dark save for light being cast from the big TV screen and the imminent sunrise that's teasing the one starry sky with whispers of morning. Hey, George. Hey, Lions. How's it going? Oh, it's not Lions. It's Mr. X. Whoa. It's Dr. Wiley. It's Dr. Um, Wiley. <laughs> it was actually, always Dr. Wiley. It was always going to be Dr. Wiley. It's just like when, you know, like, like what was it? Uh, Gant, I think, in uh, Twilight Princess, it's like it's 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 gonna be Ganondorf. I don't want to want to screw this up for you, but it's gonna be it's gonna be Ganondorf because it's, it's gonna be Ganondorf. Yeah, well, and this is having not played Ocarina of Time when it was new, and I you know played the the re-release later. Like, I'm sure for a lot of people when they first played that, they were like, "Oh my God, who's this Ganondorf?" Oh, it's Ganon. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> like, uh, it, I mean, there's a guy Ganon right in the name. And 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 to be fair, I do appreciate this. Just right off the top segue, right. um, I do appreciate that you did play Ocarina of Time, but I do think the the, the one key thing that you missed out on nope, nope was nope 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 the boots no the boots no dude <laughs> that's why you play the remake. Like I mean, let's have a little mini nostalgia goggles inside of this episode of nostalgia goggles. I have recommended that game to lots of people, and a hundred percent of the time, I say, "But make sure you play the remake because you can get in and out of your inventory a hundred times faster, which will make the water temple not suicidal." Like, yes, I oh my no. god! Like I've seen people speed run through that game, and even people who are the fastest players in the world can't do that crap quickly. No, no, you can't, and and that's the thing. So that's why I I think that it, should should we ever play Ocarina of Time, we have to play the original, <laughs> like. No, we would have to because otherwise, like, like we would have to comment on that because the, the, it, it is it is on the small things that history turns. And I do want you to know it took active effort during the intro here for me to not hum the the boss boss intro music for uh, for Mega Man. You know, the, wait, do you mean when they're coming down from the sky all anti poochy, or do you mean like when the level starts? Like the level starts, the oh, intro of the it's, it's the so good. Time. It's it that that is that is classic. But we can talk more about that during during audio. But we played Mega Man Six, the Mega Maninning, I think, right? Yes. No, that was definitely yeah. the subtitle. What is uh what was your nostalgia experience for this game? Oh wait, I'm sorry, I gotta do we see tangents ruin everything. Uh ninety yeah. four. And it matters that this game came out in nineteen ninety four or eighteen ninety four, one of those years. Um because the, this was the last classic Mega Man on the Nintendo Entertainment System, which mm-hmm. matters a lot because I don't think we're going to play the classic Mega Man that were on Super Nintendo because they were hot garbage. And somehow Mega Man X, it, which you know we are, we've already played, was just this absolute utter like ball of perfection. And mm-hmm. when they tried to port Mega Man Classic, like the classic style, onto the Super Nintendo, just utter catastrophe. So it is worth noting that this is the last Mega Man Classic on the Nintendo Entertainment System because uh, somehow that super mattered to the quality of this game. Yes, yes, it did. Um, but for me, my nostalgia experience, this is absolutely one that I just hemorrhage time into with my friend <laughs> Justin. Like, I remember, like, like we would just... Oh man, we play this and like we would just switch off, you know. I think we like if you beat a boss or if you died, then that was 
cause for the controller to flip, you know, but aside from that, like we would just, and, and there were like levels that he was better at than me. So he would play those, you know, like I would, I would forego my turn to let him play them and like vice versa. I mean, like we, we knew this game backwards and forwards and I was disappointed with how much of it I had forgotten when I picked up the controller. <laughs> like I was like, I have got this really I, I, Yamato man. Huh? Remember Yamato man. So, uh, so yeah, how about you? Uh, so, I had uh, a deep abiding love for Mega Man 2, which I was terrible at. Uh, I could not ever do the quick man straight down falling thing. Like, mm-hmm. I just, and Flash Man stage with all spikes. Like, I just, I sucked so hard. But I, for some reason, I love that game to death. Uh, I had three and four, and I played three and four like a Mamma Gemma. And five, I don't think five existed. I think it went four or six. And then uh, Brian had six. No, that's definitely how those numbers work. And then, <laughs> and then, and then Brian had six. And the reason I remember playing six with him is because he played it the way you just described playing it. And this is the only one that has the insane rush boxing gloves. Yes. And every time that. I see the Rush boxing gloves, it just smashes me back in time to his living room where the like all the consoles <laughs> were plugged in because he had like one of those crazy splitter things. And so we would like play Mega Man 6 and I would be like, oh, yeah, it's the one with the crazy boxing gloves. And then when, you know, a couple weeks ago when you were like, oh, dude, we should play Mega Man 6. I was like, Mega Man 6. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that that's in here. Let me let me look that up on the the old Google image. Ah, it's the one with the crazy boxing gloves. <laughs> like <laughs> it's such an iconic for better or worse. Like it's such an iconic thing of this game that you you just you get you get boxing gloves. So, yep. I mean, I I remember this game fondly, but it is very much through the lens of like this was the weird Mega Man that I played at Brian's house. And like Mega Man four was the normal Mega Man. I played at my house. Well, and, um, and that was the thing that, that, I mean, for my, my thing, the one of the reasons why, and I figured that what we'll probably end up doing now at this point is because we played Mega Man X where we are now playing Mega Man six. I figured like, let's just, let's just go back in time and watch the D evolution of Mega Man, <laughs> you know? Cause like, like the next one she plays like, you know, like three and then two and then one. And then we'll just make our own Mega Man game on MS Paint. <laughs> yeah, there, yeah, there you go. No, it's yeah. got to be like a, uh, you know what it needs to be is a text adventure. <laughs> <laughs> no, what, what we should do is, is create a tabletop RPG that's just Mega Man. Like, I'll I'll DM it and you can just be Mega Man and be like, all right, all right roll the hit. Miss. <laughs> <laughs> I jump over the pit. You fall in the pit. <laughs> but I didn't even roll. I, I know, man. Dude, it's glitchy. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Sorry. But, um, uh, but no, the, the the reason why I remember specifically the Rush boxing gloves and the Rush jetpack was um, because, uh, like, literally, m- my friend and I, we would create out of cardboard boxes the the boxing glove, and we would be like, yeah, and then we'd try to, you know, make it so that way, like, Rush was, like, coming and, like, tri- but we weren't that good at it, you know? No. So it, it eventually <laughs> just became, you know, the boxing glove set, which eventually just became us beating the holy hell out of each other you know like you do little boys are stupid <laughs> yeah we are i mean we're i mean are anyways <laughs> but uh but yeah so um so visuals so the thing about the classic Mega Man games is uh when i say Mega Man, Mega Man 2 Mega Man 3 Mega Man 4 Mega Man 5 Mega Man 6 uh that spans um seven seven years i think of nest game development and 
for most of the game, uh, <laughs> Mega Man 6 looks exactly like Mega Man. Yep. Um, there is very, very little that is jump out at you obvious on a given stage or in a given Robot Master fight. Like everything kind of looks and feels like every other Mega Man in terms of like graphics quality. And I don't just mean like, oh, is it Nintendo? Of course it is. Like, but they did learn how to make better artwork just because pixel art was still kind of a new thing at that time. And they got used to like how they could eke extra performance out of the hardware, which happens every hardware generation. And yet they don't seem to have done that for most parts of the core game, which is like playing through the levels. Now in between levels, when you like get a new power, like those graphics are amazing. Like everything is like (laughs) super detailed and looks great. And then you see, you know, like Mega Man, you beat a robot master and Mega Man, like he's like looking right at the camera and he like changes color and it's like, ah, oh, you got a new weapon. And he's like a super high res, like full screen sprite. And then he goes away and then like little actual sprite from the level Mega Man comes back and he's like his two colors and he's like 32 pixels tall or and you're just like, what? What? Where'd the other guy go? Like, I'm gonna be that guy. He looked cool. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I, I, I don't know. I think I know why, why. So first of all, I think that this would be, if not the birth of, certainly on the earlier end of uh, in service to the brand, right? Oh, totally. Is that, yeah, is that like Mega Man has a look, you know? So it has it has to look like a Mega Man game, you know? So they were like, it, 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 this is the way the game has to look. It's like, oh, well, we actually know how to make it look even nicer. No, this is, the, this is what Mega Man looks like. He has to look like this. He is this many pixels tall. This is what Mega Man looks like. Yeah. Um, no, I, I don't doubt for a second that the sprite in Mega Man 6 is pixel for pixel the sprite in Mega Man like 1. So I think that that's the reasoning behind it. I don't know for better or for worse. Because like I don't know whether or not like it was done that way because some you know soulless person said like no hey we can't afford to lose a penny on any innovation or anything weird new or different you will ship the same thing it will be you know cookie cutter and that's it or if they basically said like it ain't broke like the this this was groundbreaking for its time and it still looks good enough so why would we change it you know i i would say it was it ain't broke because they definitely if you put the robot masters from Mega Man 1 and Mega Man 6 side by side they are way higher detail um the stages in general are way higher detail so they definitely put more artistic effort in in terms of like their skill got better and they understood the hardware better but it is really it's almost jarring to see like super flat two color Mega Man going up against robot masters who have like a little bit of shading and like a little bit of outline and a little bit of like depth to them. And it's, I mean, it's, it's fine, but it's, you're just like, Oh, are, did you literally just walk here from the first game? Like, (laughs) have you just been killing robot dudes this whole time? You must be exhausted. Well, and actually I, I, now I'm, I'm starting to to think of like a a new narrative, which is because I mean, like each, each game has its own like throwaway, Whatever you, you you ain't playing this for the narrative, you know. Yeah, no. Oh God, was it two? I think it was two. Where uh, for some reason, Doctor Wiley disguises himself as an alien. So him BSing you on not being the main baddie has like a long pedigree. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that's that's fine. Whatever. But like to me, I like the idea of like all of the different Mega Man classics. You know, kind of being the story of 
Mega Man slowly losing meaning in a world that's moving past him, you know? <laughs> like, like he doesn't change, you know? Like, he's just kind of like, 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 no, I, I can still do that. He, oh, you know, he's, he's like old man Logan, you know? He, well, I, I could actually, I think I'd offer a, let's say that that is the attempt, like the world is trying to move on and Mega Man will not allow it because mm. the so story like of, from Inside Out. Yes. Because the story <laughs> of Mega Man 6 is we're going to have a robot tournament with all of these racist robots. And then Mr. X comes in and is like, blah, ha, ha. I'm going to use them to take over the world. And then Mega Man, who is ostensibly the same Mega Man from like way back when, just is like, nah, <laughs> and goes and kills all these brand new, super powerful, kind of ethnically insensitive robots. And like, so the world is like, no, we can build newer, better robots. And Mega Man is just marching around reminding everyone how wrong they are. <laughs> but yeah, so I like I like the idea that, you know, Mega Man is a an archaic thing from a bygone age <laughs> in a world that has clearly moved past him and that that's represented cleanly in the visuals. Um as far as as far as to, to speak of visuals for the sake of visuals, I, I really did enjoy these. You know, um I thought that the uh all of the sprites were varied and varied in general thematically appropriate but um if anything i felt that uh some of the visuals in like for the sake of visuals were great but they kind of started to bleed into poor visuals in the service of the gameplay because there were actually so many different sprites you know that like it would sometimes kind of slow me down a little bit because i'd be like oh what does this guy do oh what does this guy do and then like you never see that one again you know yeah there are a few enemies you see like once or mm -hmm. twice in that level and then maybe never again or maybe not until like you know level eight of wiley's castle or whatever like super close to the end and i i kind of like that in a way because it it makes the game feel less formulaic, right? If there were five enemies and you could memorize all their patterns, you'd be like, oh, well, I just, when I see blue circle man, I do this. When I see red triangle face, I do that. And so the fact that you see an enemy at the beginning of the level, like that unnerves you a little bit. Cause now like you're waiting like, oh, when, when, okay, when I move to this next screen and when I climb this ladder, like they might be there, but they're not, they're never there. And so <laughs> you're just constantly like, you're coming into the room expecting or maybe even hoping for like this pattern that's right in the front of your mind. And then you see other enemies and you have to like jump to that, the way they move and the way they behave. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is I don't, I don't think that, I don't think that it was to the point where I was like, the, the game's broken. Everything's terrible. <laughs> but there were definitely some times where I didn't, I, I guess they, I didn't really feel that they really got a good bang for their buck on the enemies. And I kind of feel like it goes both ways. Cause there were some enemies that they use where I'm like, this enemy is not very interesting with the way that it, you know, interacts. Like it fires a single ball on at an arc, you know, kind of generally towards me, you know? Okay. That's fine. Um, but then that one you'd see like, what was it? Those, those Panda Sprite, whatever Panda monsters. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a, there's a, like a red Panda and a black and white Panda. And I think they have slightly different attacks. Yeah. But the black and white Panda, like that one you see a lot. Right. And, yes. and I kind of like felt that one was kind of like lackluster, but there were some enemies where you see them once and I was like, that enemy was interesting. I would have liked to have seen them in like different settings because I feel that that I would have liked to have solved more puzzles with that being part of it, you know? 
Yeah. Um, and well, and that might be what's happening is like, let, let's pretend they have like a difficulty formula per screen. That's like amount of platforming hardness times amount of enemy hardness. And that gives you like the difficulty for that screen. Right. And so as they're designing the level, they're like, Oh, you know, we have to have like so much difficulty distributed and so many opportunities, like get your health back. And like, this is where the checkpoint is, right. That kind of thing. And this actually sounds believable. Like they might actually do it like this, Um, (laughs) but they, uh, if they are prioritizing platforming difficulty, that means that the ones that would ramp up the combat difficulty aren't going to show up nearly as often because then you have to be on a boring screen where all you're doing is shooting at that enemy. So you're going to, by this formula I've made up and decided is canon, see those types of enemies less and see the boring ones that move in a really predictable pattern more as there's less and less ground for you to stand on. So you have a simple pattern you have to deal with, but like in a trickier platforming situation. And I could definitely see that. And I think that that one of the things that would make them able to, you know, have the error bars be larger on that formula, you know, so that way you could have more enemy like the same enemy showing up in like different, more different and interesting patterns and tiles. It would be a uh, would be to cut down the cycle time, but we'll get into that in mechanics. But um, but yeah. So I, I like I said, and, and that's the thing is that this isn't really like a. I feel like they did this wrong. It was just kind of like a something I would have liked to have seen because there were definitely some bad guys where <clears throat> um I I wanted to see like uh, especially some of the bigger boss kind of mini boss ones where I was like. This would have been interesting if it was like in a situation where I was fighting it like, uh, you know, like it and something else was going on, you know, at the same time. Like there's a couple of times where like there's a, a implant man stage where there's like this huge tank looking guy that had like punches at you, you know? Him. Yeah, he's almost like a he almost looks kind of like a big like monkey or a big gorilla, but he like yeah. his tank feet. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, he punches you. Anyways, like you, you fight him twice, but both times you fight him, it's just like against the black background. It's just him. Like the encounter is exactly the same. So I'm just kind of like, why did I fight this guy twice? So, you know? so let me let me speculate uh, as a way of tying this to one of my uh, graphics notes, which is um, there were a few screens where the developers forgot that the Nintendo has limited processing speed and can only do so much graphically at the same time, especially when that crap needs to be moving. And I, now that you just said against a black background, I'm pretty confident that that's not a coincidence. Mm. He is moving against the black background because to have a background behind him would be like an unreasonable amount of processing power because there are a couple screens where just through laziness, if you don't take out enemies, you might end up with like four or five things moving at the same time. And if they're moving and you're moving and then there's like projectiles moving because some of those enemies can also fire projectiles, like the frame rate drops to negative numbers. Like you start traveling backwards through time. It's <laughs> it's really jarring and unpleasant because the game is otherwise very, not just smooth, but has a really consistent pace. Like Mega Man moves at a really consistent pace. The bosses move at a really consistent pace. The enemies tend to move at a really consistent pace. So like punchy monkey guy i'm gonna say he's a gorilla uh donkey kong he sure. would Mecha donkey kong yeah 
I would, I would play the crap out of that game. Um, I mean, so Mecha n- Donkey n- Kong. Nintendo, DM us. Yeah, seriously. Uh, go out in front of your house. Mecha <laughs> Donkey Kong would probably not be able to be so large and, and mini bossy if there was like other crap going on on that screen, right? You could maybe make there be an interesting platforming element, but even that might be pushing it because now you have other tiles you have to render on the screen. So... Yeah, I think that may actually be them recognizing the, like, okay, this monkey boss is cool. Like, we want you to fight him. We're going to make you fight him again because, like, he's interesting and we're proud of the work we did. But <laughs> we can't really mix it up because your Nintendo will melt. Which is which is entirely legit. I think that, um, and, and, and as you're saying, I'm, I'm confident that you're correct that it was a processing limitation. But it is definitely something that I think that we have ga- as gamers have come to expect from like our games nowadays which i think like going back like if all of a sudden again if you're viewing it through nostalgia goggles right <laughs> and and you're you're thinking like oh man you know like i just got done playing mega man 11 i want to go back and play mega man 6 you know like because that one was also awesome it's like it is it, it definitely has like there, there's you know like good clean visuals it, it can't do some of the stuff that you definitely remember it being able to do yeah um no i, I think playing games of a specific generation with some regularity is uh necessary right because like you don't have to have played Mega Man 6 just recently but if you at least played like tetris or mario battletoads one of those things like never battletoads but just something something else on the nest to remind you like oh yes this is what the nest is capable of like it sort of keeps you grounded a little bit because otherwise you do creep into this is how I remember it. Oh, it's not like I remember at all. It's it, it, it's kind of like if you're uh you know if you're gonna if you're gonna have kids, like you should probably like spend time around different age groups of kids to know <laughs> what they're capable of. Because if all of a sudden you come walking in in the morning, and you're like, oh man, I am hung to the over. Hey, you three year old, make me an omelet. Do you know omelet? What do you know? You know, like, <laughs> if you don't know omelet, today is the best day to learn. <laughs> All right, just go, go figure, figure it out. Just go light the stove on fire. Yeah, so, so like that's you know, it's it's good to refresh yourself on what these different generations of consoles and children are capable of. You know, so um, I do, I do have one interesting thing about uh, visuals that I want to make sure I got your opinion on. Um, and I don't remember if we talked about this during Mega Man X, but is this maybe the first game we've played where? Uh, lazy palette swapping on the hero is not only super not lazy, but is like crucial to success in the game. Like you need to know what weapon Mega Man has equipped because wasting ammo on the weapon, like the boss is weak against can be a fatal mistake. And it is impossible to look at Mega Man and not know at least that you have a weapon equipped. Even if you haven't memorized all the colors, you definitely know I am not normal Mega Man right now. Like, because for uh, the Rush Jets and the um, Boxing Glove, whatever that one is called, um, you actually do look different. You're not just color swapped. You like your shoulder pads look a little different. Like you, you have a different sprite. Everything else is just colors, a hundred percent just swapping colors, right? So Mega Man sprite, but color swap. But that way, you can never ever say like I don't know if I have a weapon equipped or not, right? Like it's it's a platforming game with fast action. You can't always be looking up to the top of the screen, but if you look at Mega Man, you always know, 
okay, he's got something. Have we played another game where palette swap, literally like two color palette swapping has been used on the hero in such an like overt way? So I thank you for monologuing as long as you did because it gave me time to, to reflect on this because I wasn't listening to any of that. That, that. that all sounded boring as hell. Um, but <laughs> no, um, piece of shit. <laughs> um, no, I, I'm, I'm really racking my brain. Uh, so I, I think that not certainly not to this degree. Um, the the only other examples I can think of actually come from other nintendo games um which would be uh mario right does palette swapping at least for like the fire flower right Ooh, yeah good call good call it, and um and to be luigi link and luigi and well it, but i mean to be fair as, long, as well as much so much as we think it's important to know whether or not you're playing mario or luigi <laughs> because you don't want to be, be be touching that that filthy plum, brother of a plumber um yeah. <laughs> poor luigi <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he he by far has the worst game, Luigi's Mansion. I mean, like, it's just utter garbage. Um, I don't know. I've never played it. I never took the time to because it's utter garbage. But anyways, that's not the point. <laughs> the point is, is um, <laughs> is uh, a link in Link to the Past with his um, armor, right? Oh, He's, yeah. It is, it's the exact same layout and design, just color swapped. Just color swap to let you know, like, hey, you can now take more damage, right? And also, you know, in like Ocarina, it lets you know, like, oh, you can breathe underwater because you've got that one. So it seems like, but now I'm now I'm really trying to think. I can't think of any. I'm sure that there are, you know. So it, when you come up with them, go scream outside your house, house at us. But um, it seems like this is something that Nintendo leverages semi regularly that I don't think other developers do as as often, you know. Yeah, and I mean, it doesn't... Th- this is what makes Nintendo magical, right? Is like, we have spent literally hundreds of hours at this point like railing against palette swapping, and we just came up with a bunch of like examples that were not only so subtle, but so integral to the gameplay that we are like celebrating them. It's <laughs> <laughs> so like, oh man, I always knew that I had that stupid-ass plant shield equipped because I was like pink and salmon, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yoshi's in Super Mario World too. Also, the color of the Yoshi, and it super matters, right? Like the, matters, the yep. red Yoshi is super different from the yellow Yoshi, but they look identical. Except they're oh my god, Nintendo! Is there anything you're not good at? <laughs> but I mean, that's the thing though is that like I think that Nintendo kind of recognizes well that all of these are tools in the tool belt, right? So it's just kind of like, are you using this like for better or for worse? You know, like like for example, like giving somebody a performance improvement plan, right? Like at, like a job, right? That's, that's good. If you are actually using it to be like your performance is subpar, this is how I want, this is where you need to be in order to be at or near expectations. And this is how we're going to get you there, right? That is a good use of it. If you're just using it to lay the groundwork to fire somebody like that makes you evil, you know? (laughs) So like the same thing where it's just kind of like palette swapping. It's like, well, palette swapping, if it is being used to convey important information, is good if it is being used as a lazy way to not generate more resources for your game then it's bad you know so but yeah i definitely think that mega man in particular like is it's one of almost like the core core mechanics right it's like a core visual you know if which um which is interesting because that does mean by extension that if you are colorblind it does make the game a degree more difficult not impossible because you definitely have the bar to the right of your health that also shows you Hey, you're 
firing a special weapon and what what have you but um but definitely a degree more difficult for sure yeah and and i would suspect um depending on the kind of colorblind you are that there are some nest games that are just entirely unplayable because mm-hmm. things that look like contrast to us might look uniform to someone else right so because there's what like three or four different kinds of colorblindness so it's yeah because it you know you'd have to keep like kind of peeking up into the corner to be like oh what do i have equipped up there okay one of the best stories of colorblindness that i have um was actually one of one of yours which was <laughs> one, uh, one of many <laughs> which well i mean because you know like like i i am not colorblind i i don't i'm not deaf i'm not and i don't have anosmia you know like i i you know, so anytime I somebody can tell me a story that helps relay that to me in, in a meaningful way, I'm like, ah, good. This is like a good data point for me to like kind of relate to that. You know, it was one of yours where uh, your roommate was colorblind. And so he was like, hey, which one of these has the sugar in it? And you're like the red one. He said, Fuck you. <laughs> and because <like>, and, <laughs> and you just you forget. But I mean, it's just like that kind of thing where it's just like that's not helpful information for me man you know so so like that but kind of in video games to a degree where it's just kind of like hey man all you need to know is just what color are you it's like um that's not as helpful as you seem to think that it is yeah. um but yeah no that's 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 an interesting point um the uh the one thing that i want to make sure well two things uh that i want to make sure that we touch on visuals is one just i don't think we need to spend much time on it but this is normally when we talk about it the hitbox is clean you know it's just Oh yeah. No, we, I, this, I remember celebrating hard in when we talked about Mega Man X is the, you know, exactly what will hit you. You know, exactly what will hit your opponent. It's fantastic. Yeah. And the, the only, the, the thing with, um, and cause we normally cover some visuals with the timing of stuff, it is actually, cause like the hit the box, like what you need to hit is clean, but it will register a hit. If you're like a 10th of a second behind on when it should be vulnerable you know mm. like mm-hmm. so for instance like like nightman right you know like when his shield's in front of him he's invincible right like that shield animation will be to where he should be invulnerable but if you if that blast hits him like a hair after he's put that shield up it will still register a hit you know yeah. Which, generosity in favor of the player as it again, should be yes again just enough to where like there were a couple times where like he would be flashing damage then i was like yeah all right cool you know like but Again, like if, if I fired that blast off, I was like, no, no, he was totally vulnerable, man. <laughs> and it didn't go and it should have. And now I'm dead. Like that's those are rage quit moments, you know. Yeah. So so anyways, but I just want to touch on the fact that clean hitbox, just no notes. Good. Well done, Nintendo. No notes for you. Um, <laughs> the one other thing that uh, for visuals and service of gameplay that I think is important to touch on is just how well the telegraphing is handled in this game, you know. So I, I agree with you except for a very specific place, but I will let you I will let you say more before I whine and <laughs> Okay. Well I mean just like as a general rule, you know, like the, the telegraphing is handled in such a way where like the the enemies clearly wind up, you know, they you know, clearly like pull back or what have you. And and if they don't, normally the first shot that they fire is far enough away from you that it won't hit you, you know? Or whatever it is that they're doing that could potentially wreck your game you know um so they'll do it and normally with those it's like on kind of like a timing thing so you know like they'll fire a thing and then like wait 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 and so you'll wait and then see it and you can start to get the timing you know um there were definitely times where enemy placement was a little odd which is weird because Mega Man is pretty much celebrated for its like good level design and enemy placement um there were a couple of times where i i 
like where certain enemies were put in places where I was like, ah, I kind of felt like I didn't really have time to react fast enough to that. But then again, you know, you can take a lot of hits. So I just normally kind of was like, nah, whatever. Yeah, the, the only time I feel like enemy placement being terrible is unacceptable in a Mega Man game, which would be true for any similar platformer is like, in Plant Man stage, like there's these things that come friggin' flying from the back of the screen, which is unusual, right? So an enemy is approaching you from the back of the screen at super high speed, one of the only enemies that moves at this speed in the entire game, and you are doing complicated platforming over an instant death pit. So if you screw up the timing of that enemy shooting across the screen, for which there is no like indication that this is about to happen you just have to know that it's about to happen or just coincidentally not be in the middle of your jump arc like you're gonna get hit and you're going to die right so yes. there's there's only a couple of moments like that in the entire game if an enemy jumps out of the grass also in plant man stage right like the little the stupid like grasshoppers like they jump out of the grass they're hard to see but then once you know you're they're there you're like oh okay and if you never memorize that you just take damage you don't die but right. when a non-telegraphed error in against you that you had to memorize otherwise you die like that feels a little punitive well and i think that um i don't know if we've discussed this before but i think that the the best way to determine the level of frustration felt for stuff like that is not in like you know, like how much damage did you take or how many lives did you use but it's it's in units time you know mm. so how much time did you lose so you know like if the grasshopper jumps out of the thing and hits you and you take some damage you've realistically lost no time, you know, not at that point anyways, you know, because you've got, you got a lot of hits, you can take a lot of damage. You'll probably get that life back at some point. You know, the amount of time that you've lost is, is near negligible, you know, whereas in, in plant man stage in particular, because the area that you're talking about is a solid minute and a half, maybe two minutes off of the checkpoint, right? Which keep in mind, if you lose all of your lives, you are now being put back to the beginning of the stage, which is probably four to five minutes off of this area that you're trying to get to. Um, that's a substantial loss for a singular error, right? So this one error now costs you a minute and a half, you know, as opposed to what you're used to at this point, in Mega Man, a singular error costing you negligible time, you know? So, uh, so yeah, that those are those are definitely rage quit moments, and I think that. Like I said, like, I think that generally the telegraphing is really good. Plant Man stage in particular is a vicious nightmare, but we will get into that in mechanics because I have strong feelings about Plant Man stage. So, so this will be my, my last visual note then, uh, and then we can move on to audio. But um, the one place where I felt like the telegraphing is like shockingly bad or at least I was not – I, I will accept like maybe I just couldn't parse this out, right? So – I, I want to blame the game, but I will accept, like, maybe you're about to blow my mind. Um, uh, Flame Man, Fla Tur Turban, Turban Man, he's like, he, he has a turban and it's like weird. There's a lot of yeah, weird, subtle Tor ethnic. Torchman? Torchman? Yeah. Oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Fire Guy. Yeah, Fire Guy. He, um, he, Fla oh man, Flame Man is from like Mega Man 1, isn't he? Um, I just, Torrid Man. Yeah, <laughs> he uh, one of his attacks is he like hits the ground basically, and like uh, four, yeah. four little pillars come up, and the the there's four. The first two are a certain distance, three and four are also that same distance, but two and three are slightly further apart, so mm -hmm. that if you 
are standing on the ground, you're less likely to get hit. And if you jump, you actually can jump over the Tower of Flame. The problem is they persist just long enough that if you jumped a little too anxiously, you're going to then fall crotch first onto the Tower of Flame as opposed to jumping over it victoriously. So the amount of times I successfully, through my own wit and guile, dodged his flames, I think is zero. The mm. amount of times I dodged his flames through just happenstance was like a handful. And then the rest of the time I just got hit. Like mm-hmm. I I struggled with that, like avoiding that, like all of the other enemies, like you can learn their tells and their pattern and then you can like dodge. I could not fit. I was like, I don't know what the tell is. I don't know what the trick is. I just have to kill him before he kills me because every time he does this, I am going to take damage. Yeah. Um, Honestly, I I didn't figure out the tell for that. I, I figured out my my main formula for beating the the robot masters was um having at least one E tank. Yes. Yep. And just just I mean just slugging it out with them, man. I mean like <laughs> I, there was no nuance, no poise, no beautiful <laughs> counterpoint in our <laughs> symphony. It was just a brutal slugfest of who. Who could to damage more like harder? And because again, I am a relic of a bygone age. Like he's just <laughs> laying into me, like gears are falling out, just motor oil pouring from my eyes and mouth. But then like he just sees like a single like you know Popeye style can roll out from you know, from my Buster shot, and I just like like eat it and bam, laid him the hell out, you know. So that's. That's how I got around that. Yeah. No, I mean, and then once you have like the the right tool for the job, it's a little less egregious. But yeah, I mean, E-Tanks all the way. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so um, so yes, uh, sound. Um, this 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 music had sound. Uh, <laughs> as, as far as um, the music goes, again, this is this is one where I firmly fall into your camp of this is amazing like kind of chip tunes to just kind of listen to in the background. Cause one of the songs I've been listening to way more than I should, it's not from this one, but it's from Mega Man is uh, Mega Man two uh, Wiley stage. Oh, heck yes. Yeah. I know no, exactly I mean, like, what you're talking about. <laughs> yes. Yes. I've just li- literally, I have about a 40 minute commute in the work. That song is two minutes and 30 seconds long. And I have listened to it all the way into work before. Yeah. So, no, dude, and- I, I have this crazy uh, like dubstep it's called chip step but like a chip step remix of that song it's amazing i mean like i know that's not your favorite kind of music but like uh i can just headphones on head down like i can work for hours without like thinking about the entire world around me a send that to me and b put it in the show notes that way everybody can enjoy it yes sir (laughs) but uh but this music is is very similar in in the sense it's all kind of like very very fun, very fast paced and, and, and stuff that's kind of like good to get you in the mood. It's good background music, but it's not like generally hummable, you know, unless you were to, you know, pick out one. like, if you were to take any of the songs, pick it out, listen to it on repeat, chances are you would enjoy it and then be able to recite it. But aside from that, it's just great background music, um, I which, the, I, which I really The appreciate. tune is hummable in the sense that like, it's not ambient music because like hum the opening to the dark night, right? Like I bet you would recognize it if you heard it, but it's not a song that you would whistle on your way to the mailbox. Whereas like these songs are, they're good background music because they don't 
like get in your face. But once you learn them by playing the game over and over and over or driving to work every day, like you eventually do internalize the song and the melody is such that you could recognizably like whistle it, which I think is another thing that Nintendo does really well. And that Capcom did really well in the Mega Man games is even though this Mega Man game is not my favorite of the Mega Man classics, like it still has really solid music. I think they actually used the same composer for all of the Mega Man classics. I can't remember her name, but it, it's a woman. She was she was like a super famous Capcom, uh, you know, early Nintendo composer, and she just basically wrote all his music herself, if I recall the story correctly. Like one super genius who just gave us all these amazing like Mega Man level songs. And they did another smart thing here, where not only is Mega Man a relic of a bygone age, but his uh, like level start music, the dun 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 like that's amazing, and there was absolutely no reason for them to change that from game one to game six, and they didn't. Nope, they didn't change it in Mega Man X. They haven't changed it in Mega Man Eleven. It's just yeah, you know, like you, don't you, that that is maybe the ultimate if it ain't broke, like just, just yeah. leave it alone. It's perfectly fine the way it is. I mean, it's, it's just like, uh, you know, Legend of Zelda with, like, the, the Hyrule theme. I mean, you know, like... Yes, totally. Like, exactly the same. In fact, the, the one, one of the to- only times they strayed from that was in uh, Legend of Zelda 2, Link's Awakening. And I'm super happy that one of my favorite songs never touched that filthy game. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, it's like, oh, man, this game... Stay away from my song. <laughs> yeah, don't, you, you, if I ever find you near my song again... <laughs> Like, don't ever talk to me or my song again <laughs> but um so yeah so the music's great um i felt that the sound effects were very satisfying uh the two the 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 sound effect i really thought was good um was the um when you've hit an enemy noise because that is there's there's basically I, I may be wrong in this but i think there's two noises when you hit a bad guy there's the you've dealt damage noise and the you have not dealt damage noise I think you are correct because the the robot master weapons, many of them make their own little noise, but when they connect, I'm pretty confident they all still just make the damage noise. Right. So that's the thing is that, you know, it's it's very clean. I mean, because visually, basically, it normally makes like a like a like a splat kind of thing. And then yeah, it's, um, it's like a little it, sparking like bork. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, like, and they'll, they'll typically flash. So that's a good visual. But then like, there's also that media audio cue of like, you know, whether or not you've dealt damage is this good kind of like almost like meaty, satisfying, like slamming kind of noise. And, uh, and if you haven't, it makes that pink. And then, yeah, which is super unsatisfying and really different from the damage noise. Yes, it is. It is the single tone equivalent of the sad trombone you know <laughs> it, it totally is like <laughs> i'm gonna shoot this enemy wah, wah. <laughs> god I, I i this may be not something that the internet has already gotten for us but now i kind of want to just see somebody play through Mega Man but have every time that noise happened be substituted with the sad trombone uh so i don't know if that exists but what i can tell you there is a plethora of for some unknown reason is uh, for a while, people were doing ROM hacks where every single noise in a, a classic video game would be the Tim Allen grunt from Home Improvement. That is bizarrely specific. Yes. And, <laughs> dude, the, <laughs> it, you know, I got to like, 
there, there aren't a lot of things on the internet that I'm specifically nostalgic for, but when like YouTube and like Ebombs World and Newgrounds were new, like people made weird art because the barrier to entry was so low. Mm-hmm. And in a world of like, you can literally be a multi, multi, multi millionaire by being a jackass on YouTube. Like no one is just making weird art and having it elevated into the, I mean, the weird art still exists, but it, it doesn't get elevated in the public consciousness the same way. So when something like, all of super Mario world, except all the sound effects are replaced with the Tim Allen grunt from home improvement, like makes it into kind of the public sphere where people are generally aware of it. That kind of makes me excited. I'm like, Oh man, I'm dialing up on my, my like, <laughs> you know, 56 K modem to see some weird internet stuff. Speaking of a uh, weird internet stuff, this is definitely a tangent, but something I learned recently. So we all know and love Leroy Jenkins, right? Like that's y- yes, we do. Yeah. And if, and if we don't, we're not friends anymore. <laughs> yeah. um, so that's fantastic. Uh, I, for whatever reason, I got nostalgic about that. So I, I looked up that video and right below that video was the Wikipedia article about Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> right. Okay. And, and so I clicked on that and I learned two very interesting facts about that video. Right. Which is one, the the guy that I forget the name because uh, I think Leroy Jenkins is like his like handle or something like that. I don't think that's his actual name. But anyways, um, he was uh, not listening to that entire lengthy conversation. He was actually making chicken or something like he was making food, came, sat back down, put his headset on and then immediately ran in. Like so he wasn't a part of any of the conversation. Like he just like he, so it wasn't like he was slowly becoming impatient. He sat down impatient. OK, you know, <laughs> I didn't but get the, bad. I am bad. <laughs> but the 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 really interesting part was, and I don't know anything about World of Warcraft, but it, this was not flagged on Wikipedia for like being biased or being you know not factual. Like none of that, none of those flags, right? So this this stands as far as Wikipedia is concerned, which is said like you know like Leroy Jenkins quick Jenkins quickly dismantles their you know well thought through plan, like they they, they their well discussed plan, and it says note. The plan that they were put, that they had come up with shows a deep fundamental misunderstanding of the then current World of Warcraft rules. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, That's... "Whoa, Wikipedia! Like, come on!" <laughs> but you, like, I mean, did you look at like the talk page? Like, was that edit from Leroy Jenkins? <laughs> <laughs> I did not check that, but like, I saw that and I was like, so. So even without Leroy messing everything up, this was doomed to fail. But like, I don't know. I just got a particular kick out of that, especially that verbiage. You know? No, and I like to think of him as like the merciful. He's he's the person, you know, like in the 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 B horror movie. He's the dad with the shotgun who has to do the horrible task of like shooting his wife and children and then killing himself because he's only got like four bullets and there's hundreds of zombies coming. Right. So like they all thought that he was just the worst. And he's just like this, this plan can never succeed. I (laughs) I have to save them from themselves. (gasps) Leroy. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, that, uh, links perfectly back to (laughs) Mega Man sound effects, which is, uh, yeah. Um, I will say that one of the, uh, sound effects that I found to be lackluster. And I think that this is definitely just my nostalgia goggles is, generally x's like the sound effects that his special weapons make are kind of meh 
Because, like, the Buster, like, it's charging, like, like, that sounds so cool. And especially because I'm remembering Mega Man X, where you could also charge the special weapons. It felt so cool and so awesome. But, like, when you got, like, Blizzard Man's thing, it goes, like, plink, plink. I was, like... (laughs) Why, why do you even bother to come to shit like this, Blizzard Man? You yeah, know? And, like, and I think it's worth pointing out uh, that his weapon also looks spectacularly boring and terrible. Right? I mean, so the, it sounds unspectacular and it looks like critically unspectacular. So there's a lot of. They're, they're almost incentivizing. It, yeah, they're almost incentivizing you to rely on the Buster, you know, like the Mega Buster. Or saying like, you know, oh, hey, this is like Mega Man is like the cool guy and the the weapons he gets from the robot master is like, that's just a thing he has to do. But like really blue Mega Man with the Mega Buster, like that's that's the guy you want to be. And and to be fair, X does remind me like a little bit of Invader Zim with the Dark Harvest, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like. Like he's like more more robot parts means more robot, you know. Like he's just slowly harvesting. Like because I know the sprite doesn't change, but in my mind he's just like fifty pounds heavier because he has all of these different like cells in him, and he's but, like, no, I have all the powers now. I am the most robot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I yeah, I mean it. It's it is a weird, I think, artifact of being a successful franchise that. They could have done more robust sounds for all the weapons, but I I would say in their defense, there's a good chance that they were trying not to be repetitive mm. and say like, well, okay, we had an ice weapon in these three other Mega Man games. We don't want to make it sound just like that. Okay, how about this sound? Well, now it sounds kind of like this other weapon from this other game. Like, I would genuinely believe, especially when you consider some of the visuals, that they were definitely trying to not repeat themselves. And I think because the... Um, audio palette is limited way more dramatically than the visual palette is like you, you just you run out of noises like you run out of noises you can make especially if you're like the ice noise needs to be like high pitched and ice crystally and you can only make so many of those with a Nintendo so once you've made three of them you now either have to repeat yourself or go to plink <laughs> <laughs> but yeah those were uh, most of my notes about about sound do you have anything else in particular um, so I, I do have a couple like things. I don't think these are super deep thoughts, but I, I did just want to mention them, uh, is, uh, the mega buster charging sound effect is just deeply satisfying. Like it yes. just, just feels good. And like, even just walking around, like holding it down all the time where it's just constantly like, like never gets annoying. You just always feel empowered. Um, the, the teleport noise at the end of the stage, because for some reason it doesn't do it on the way in, but it does do it on the way out. They're like, whoop, 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 whoop. like, again, very satisfying. Maybe that's why they only do it on the way out, because then you associate that sound with victory, mm-hmm. right? I, I would agree with that. Um, I don't like that the uh, Robot Master exploding noise is the same as the me exploding noise. And the visual is identical. Like, it's just the nothing else blows up like a robot master or a Mega Man, right? The the balls like slowly mm-hmm. going off. Because there were a couple times where I had one bar of Mega Man remaining, right? All of my motor oil had leaked out of my eyes. And mm-hmm. then you hear that explosion noise. And for just a second, you're like, oh, wait, it was him, right? Like, that is a terrifying moment. 
Well, and I actually, and and, and I, I agree, I agree with you that, that it is generally bad form to to do that. You don't want to conflate a good sound with a bad sound. That being said, I kind of, I kind of liked those moments just personally <laughs> because it was very reminiscent of like you know the two samurai like clash, you know, and they both mm. land right, and then like you see like the blood, and then like just one of them falls over because I was like, oh, oh god, oh no, wait, it wasn't me, you know, like. <laughs> Like I, I, I personally got to kick out of that, but I, I will say that that is just me like making lemonade out of that because like, like you, you are correct. It is bad form to do that. It's just that it happened to have a good experience for me. Yeah. Well, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you in such that, uh, there are two important things. One hearing that noise, um, can't have given you retroactively any information that would have saved your life. Right. So if you hear the explosion noise and you think it was you, but it turns out it was them or you think it was them, but it turns out it was you, that doesn't change anything. Either they're dead or you are. And that cannot be changed now. Um, If you hear that noise or, you you know, you see the visual and like it's the same kind of thing. Like you're if they're dead, you're not going to open the menu and use an e-tank like you won. It's over. Right. So the, the fact that it's it doesn't change anything about the gameplay. I think actually supports being relieved, like being tense and then relieved if you were near death and they explode and you don't, because if you have full life and they explode, like, you know, it's not you, but yeah, no, I I can, I can kind of see that. It also puts the robot masters in an, in a clever audio way on a level that only Mega Man is because no other boss even Wiley's big machines at the end, they don't explode like that. Only the robot masters and Mega Man die in that particular way, which puts them all on an interesting level above the normal Lamo robots that you encounter all throughout the levels. So I'll, I'll give this a pass, but I will say that it aged me horribly a couple of times. <laughs> um, and actually this, uh, this, this kind of segues well into this is kind of like an overarching, like thematic thing, but I do like the fact, the idea that, you know, you are like, like the robot masters, like the reason why you're able to like plow through this whole stage is because you're, you're better than like the, whatever, like blinky robots, you know, you're better than the, the panda robots. You're, you're, you're better than that. You know, like you're, you're Mega Man. You're not better than the robot masters. Like they are on par with you, you know? So they behave the same way and all this sort of stuff and so you you slowly get their materia and you become stronger right but like um <laughs> but like you <laughs> i don't even know if i used that right <laughs> anyway. I, I mean i enjoyed it <laughs> okay so um anyways but like i i do like the idea is that like when you die this is what you like when when they die it's the same thing so it's just kind of like it's almost like brother killing brother kind of a thing, you know? Yeah. And I think that's actually established in the canon, right? Because all of the original robots were made by Dr. Light and then Dr. Wily turns them evil. So they're literally in a very like Dr. Light is our creator father way, like your siblings. So yeah, I mean, thematically and yes, also literally. So, um, uh mechanics controls uh i believe we shall okay so for this one i actually do have a note for controls which is the the question that i pose to everyone is is there ever a reason for you to not be actively charging your buster (laughs) um i mean 
some enemies move quickly enough that you might want to hit them with the buster and then like fire a bunch more random shots. Sure. Like, but fire a bunch more lemons. But I'm guessing you are thinking you should be able to charge and let go, stay charged, and then press again to release. No, I'm saying that you should press no buttons and charge. How would you fire regular lemons? Just by hitting B before you're fully charged. Oh, so if you are just spamming your murder button. If you just spam B, it's just going to fire lemons. But if you're not pressing anything, Mm. then you should just be charging. Hmm. I don't. I have not thought this through well enough to. <laughs> it feels wrong because it's so counter to how the game operates. But I can't actually say for sure that that would break anything mechanically. Well, here's here's why. Is two things. One is um, you know that 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 basically can almost free up a button because then if you're doing it that way, you could potentially kind of multi-use that button. But much much more importantly, is from an accessibility standpoint, there's really like like. Suddenly, somebody I you have to consistently hold down a button, right? If I have any kind of motor coordination like problems with with that hand, you know, then that makes playing Mega Man potentially impossible. You know, I I hear what you're saying. I would submit that this game, even now in the modern day, is not designed to be accessible to someone who can't do Twitch action platforming. Like it it is it is knowingly and willingly barring a certain kind of person definitely potentially but that being said though is that i think that there's there's a difference between like being able to like quickly press the button versus being able to con- consistently hold down pressure you know well, and kind of use the middle of your joint to right, do complicated to, platforming while you're holding it down right which is why i'm just saying that like i i do believe that the same could be like like literally if it's just kind of like if i'm just you know walking around not firing anything i should just be charging and then if if I do need to rapidly fire, just like by virtue of, I mean, because then like worst case scenario, my first shot is going to be a fully charged shot, and then I'll follow it up with lemons, you know. So um, so that was just something that you know I kind of, and, and you're right, it is just so core to Mega Man, you know, that you're like, yeah, of course you got to actively charge your Buster shot. Why? I mean, duh, it's Mega Man, but like, you know, I'm like, well, yeah, but do 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 you have to? You know? Yeah, I mean, it, it would. I agree with you that it would make the game a little bit more accessible in terms of like games literacy. I don't know if you had like a true motor issue. I don't, I don't know if that would be enough, but I think if you maybe just had a lower games literacy where you just hadn't built those Twitch reflexes, then the platforming sections would certainly be more approachable. And that's what, I don't think it'd be like game breakingly more approachable where it's like, oh, now that I don't have to charge the buster shot, this game is child's play, right? Like, I don't think it would be that extreme, but it would, I mean, I don't hate this idea. (laughs) (laughs) And like I said, like, it's just, um, it's just something that I think is, uh, and, and and as far as like, I, I don't, I, I'm, I am fortunate to be very healthy. So like, I don't, I don't know if like the whole like litany of like different disabilities, but any like, like. I don't think that it would like, it certainly wouldn't hurt, you know? So, you know, to say like, Hey, listen, you know, cause I know that one of the things that they do in, um, first person shooters for, and, and this is an accessibility option, um, is, and so I think that it kind of falls into the same thing. And again, I don't know what, what they're, they're crafting this for is, um, 
not having to hold down a button to look down the sights, being able to tap the button. When you look down the sights, tap it again, you stop looking down the sights. Yeah. You know? And so like I know that since like this this to me like kind of fell into the same line of like not having to hold a button, being able to just you know, like to, to get the same result. Yeah. And, and I think in a way, um, someone who has a motor function issue is going to have a similar experience to someone who just has a lower games literacy. So Mm -hmm. if you could make a change to the control scheme that makes the game more accessible to someone with a lower games literacy, then you might get some of the people in the like legitimate motor function issue group to at least get the game from unplayable to playable, right? Because there's, there's, I think, a chasm that's worth respecting. Saying we made this thing equally difficult for everyone of all abilities is like, that. that's not a thing that can happen, right? Like, right. someone who is deaf and blind and has no hands and feet, like, there's no way you could take a game like Mega Man unless you have like a neural interface and make it accessible to that person, right? There, there are boundaries to how much you can make an accommodation. Um, but like nowadays we have interesting controllers where it's like, Oh, you only have one hand, hold half the controller in your hand and the other like half of the controller you use with your feet. And it's like super fascinating. Those kinds of things. Uh, the Nintendo didn't do any of that. So <laughs> saying, we're just not going to force anyone to hold this button down was definitely not a consideration they had at the time. Cause I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was the opposite. They said to themselves, Oh, you know, what would make this platforming section harder. If you had to hold the button down the entire time, <laughs> you're trying to push another button with the same finger. Like that's almost probably intentional. And now in hindsight, it's like, mm, was that strictly necessary? Well, I mean, it's just kind of like with the the insane flashing screens. You're like, this looks awesome. It's like it's giving people seizures. Like it's it's <laughs> yeah. in that same line. And to me, I think it was just kind of like it, it makes sense logically, like in the same way that kind of like when we did battle chess, where we were saying like, yeah, you know, you 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 take the game. It's it's already a game, so you just you just make it that way. The pieces battle, and you're like, eh, well, you know, you should probably do a little bit more than that because <laughs> it, there's an extra layer of depth. Same thing where it's just like, are you doing something? in the game then you should be doing something in real life you know like i mean even if you just go back to like racing games like is there any reason to not be holding down the accelerator no you would always want to do that you may want to have a button to brake you know or to decelerate right because that is something that you need to do but as a general rule there's no reason to not be punching the gas so but why have a button dedicated to to like you know like we just have to hold down you just always be but again that's just that's just the way it was. It's like, you, you, are you doing something in, in the game? You should be doing something in real life. And I think it's only until recently that we've been experimenting with the thing of like, yeah, that's the way real life works, but these are games. We don't have to be constrained by those laws or whatever. So. Well, and there's the, the racing comparison is really interesting, or driving, I should say, is a really interesting comparison because uh, when you're driving a real car, you would be doing the accelerator part with your foot, Right. So you literally have an entire extra limb dedicated to this single task, which frees up your other limbs to do other tasks. So when you scale that down to a controller and it's like, okay, I mean, think like a Super Nintendo controller layout. It's like, okay, well, we want you to do uh, everything that a vehicle does with your left thumb and then all of the other things a vehicle does with your right thumb. And sometimes you might need to do multiple things that are on the same side of the controller at the same time. So you're going to have to use 
the joint in the middle of your thumb and the pad <laughs> of your thumb to try and smash multiple buttons. Sometimes at the same time, sometimes in a sequence, right? And I mean, this is like the every fighting game is they're trying to take the complexity of the human body and put it all in your thumb. And right. and I, I get that that is a limitation of video games until we have the matrix. But I, I do think there is an interesting question to ask. Do we have to make this parallel real life? Or you could ask, do we want to make it so that Mega Man is always like that a fully charged buster shot is something you always have in your tool belt. Like if you're not willing to learn how to do the crazy jump and hold, then maybe you don't deserve to have the fully charged buster shot. Like that might have been an intentional dis. I doubt it, but that, that might've been an intentional decision. And I think that it's just, I, I, and I think that this is something that we see more in current games than we, than we did before, which is just like originally, I think that I think that different things are taken for granted, right? Because we have now have so much time with video games that there are some things that that's like this is the way that you do this thing that you're trying to do. So since we don't have to leverage all of our energy, like rebuild rebuilding the wheel, even like with like Unreal engines and things like that, you know, like so we don't have to spend all our time doing that. We can start asking those types of questions. Whereas before it was just kind of like I don't think that I honestly don't think there was any thought put into it and I don't blame anybody for that. You know, it's just like, oh, yeah, it's not malicious. It's because these other tasks had all of their attention. Yeah, exactly. So it was just kind of like, okay, well, so we want him to be able to charge a buster shot. Great. So you hold B to charge a buster shot. Got it. And then just moved on. You know, I didn't think like, well, under what conditions would you not want that? So therefore, should it maybe work this other way? Like that just didn't even worry about, but like I said, I thought it was a, it could be an, an interesting choice. We, I really want to make sure that we we touch on cycle time. So you want to um, you want the, to start with that. Or? The the only other thing I wanted to make sure I said about controls is just the biggest difference to me between Mega Man Classic and Mega Man X is uh, sliding versus dashing. Um, mm-hmm. The amount of mobility you have in the world where you can dash is many orders of magnitude more than in Mega Man Classic where you can only slide because first off you always have to do the full slide you can't jump out of the slide or abort it in any way and second you can't like slide jump slide jump like and use your slide to like give you momentum the way you can with the dash so this is it's not a bad thing but because I've played Mega Man X so much more overall than I've played Mega Man Classic even though I've played Mega Man Classic a lot like you just feel slower like you feel like you can't move through the world as nimbly and the level design absolutely respects that the level Mm -hmm. design absolutely respects how big your jump arc is how fast you move the way the enemies are placed like it's not broken in any way it's just once you once you get them dash boots in Penguin Man or Ice Ice Penguin stage in Mega Man X, you are forever changed, and yes, and it, it's really on. hard to go back. It's oh, really yeah. really hard to go back. And, and the same thing, I think the exact same thing. And we don't have to get into it, but the exact same thing, but with the wall grabbing, you know. Oh yeah, like oh yeah, yeah. You, you know, like when you're like, all right, I just gotta. Oh wait, no, I, I can't do that. Huh? And, and, you know, like so you just you get so used to that to having that tool in your tool belt that when all of a sudden it's taken away, you're just kind of like. I, what, what, it's like hey man um we just uh we're, we're just gonna have you you know like we're just gonna type how many words per minute you can type okay cool gonna definitely take your pinky and ring finger though <laughs> what it's okay dude we're only gonna need you to type at 30 words per minute 
Well, I could probably do that with those two fingers missing, <laughs> but it's going to feel weird, right? You know, like, but, uh, but yeah, no. Um, so, so the cycle time, I did not care for the cycle time. And here's why <laughs> is I think that, and again, I don't think that this is, I, it certainly was not uncommon in the day. Um, I think that the fact that there's basically a mid, mid checkpoint that in and of itself was, um, above average i don't want to say it was revolutionary because a lot of games did stuff like that like castlevania did that you know um you know mario did that but like there were definitely that was not standard you know like that was something that like you were happy when that happened because there were definitely games like battletoads that you know (laughs) did not do stuff like that right that being said just having having just this singular mid checkpoint right causes issues with how you can modulate your difficulty because typically you want the difficulty to build as a level goes on so that way like climaxes like you know right at the end right but the problem then is that you're dialing out your cycle time and as we mentioned is that the the amount of anger that a player feels is directly proportional to time lost so if all of a sudden you crank up your difficulty like right before you get to the boss like in plant man stage. Um, <laughs> and then you're constantly reliving this purgative hell, the Sisyphusian effort of, you know, like trying to get past that one area. It's, uh, it's pretty awful. Um, definitely in plant man stage was the only time where I couldn't get past it. Like I just could not arrest the momentum of that train. But, uh, but definitely I think that, you know, shorter cycle times are your friend. And I don't think that this game fully mastered that. So I think, there are a couple of times where the cycle time feels almost punishing. It doesn't quite get there for me anywhere except plant man stage where the cycle time absolutely feels punishing. Mm -hmm. Um, But the cycle time there is consistent with cycle time everywhere else. The problem with plant man stage is the level design, right? The, The level design doesn't respect the cycle time that they've decided on for the rest of the game. The rest of the game does and is designed around it. And the thing that, uh, cause we, we talked about this a little bit like pre-show the, the two things they did that I actually murdered myself a whole bunch just to confirm that this was true. Cause I don't know if this is true of every Mega Man game, but it is true in Mega Man six. When you die, you go back to the midpoint. If you reach the midpoint, when you die, all the dies, you go back to the, um, stage select screen, or you can just say continue and you'll just start that level over immediately. And that can happen ad infinitum. Mm -hmm. So the game will actually allow you to continue to bash your head against that wall until you learn the lessons required to get past that stage. Now, I still think plant man stage is too punishingly difficult in the second act to allow for that long of a cycle time, but every other level, it actually feels appropriate. Like, okay, you have two mega man heads in your head inventory, you died. Okay, we're going to let you try again. You died again. All right, one more time because zero counts in Mega Man games. And then you die again. And they're like, okay, now you need to go back to the beginning of the level because clearly you did not master these puzzle elements or these platforming elements early enough that you are ready for them in this more complicated situation. In Plant Man stage, it's like, hey, remember that thing we showed you once? Here's that 15 times over an instant death pit. Oh, also this other element in springs. Like, it's just... oh. God, it's awful. It's so, so ab- 
abusively aggressive. It's terrible. Yes, and and also that all of that complete garbage storm hits you a minute and a half away from the checkpoint. You know. Yes. Yeah, because it's right before the boss door. Right. So you know, it's just kind of like, okay, so now I get to like waste another minute and a half of my life getting past through this. Don't make a mistake though, because you then you lose a Mega Man head, and you're potentially going to be down four minutes. Um, and then then this also couples with. Another choice that they made that I don't I, I disagree with, which is that health items you can make the argument for one ups, but health items in particular don't respawn, you know. So oh no, so like if you walk off, yeah, it's gone. Yeah, well, well yeah, what I'm saying is that like if you if I get like a pre there, there's like a little like like health pellet right, and I eat it, and then I die. If I go back across that area, it is not there anymore. Correct. Yes. So what that's saying is that the first time through, right, like I, I, you know, I needed this health, right? And now the second time through, right, where I am arguably maybe a little bit better, but probably not quantized that much better, I now no longer have access to that. So it literally, you know, I mean, it does create like an interesting thing where like sometimes you may want to skip a health pellet in case, you know, like you want to like come back and get it later. But at the same point in time, like if I'm struggling with an area, ramping up the difficulty seem it just seems like an odd choice to me well, you know it's a it's it's very much a throwing into the deep end like they put you in the shallow end and it doesn't work and they're like okay well into the deep end you go anyway <laughs> yeah and so i i felt like that plus the the you know high cycle time because i mean again you know you want to you you don't want to make everything life-based you know you do want to have some things that can just suddenly kill you because that will definitely ratchet up the the intensity of it yeah but again putting that so far out from you know like a a midpoint save and again i I do want to stress the fact that plant man stage was the only stage where it was egregious you know because generally the rhythm that i got into was um Life one, I would get to the checkpoint. Sometimes I get all the way to the the boss, but generally life one, I get to the checkpoint um, and get an E tank somewhere along the way. Life two, I'd get to the boss and and fight him once and start to learn his pattern. Then life three, fight the boss for real at full health, and then use my E tank and then kill him. And I was I, I was happy with that pace, you know, and that was kind of the the pace. And then Plant Man just shot that all to hell, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so. And so, like I said, it was just so bizarre because it, it's not like, in my mind, it's not like they just slipped and fell and, you know, like made an error here. I mean, like you just look at the layout of the level and it's like this, this insane, almost like Salvador Dali-esque like <laughs> mishmash of garbage, you know? And I'm just kind of like, like, because what, what really where I just kind of like saw it and, and just stared into the abyss too long and the abyss had stared back into me was when you're jumping across these things and like while you're mid jump from one platform to another, it's the the gun turret that is also bouncing yes. on the things shooting at you. And I was like, oh, oh, come on. Yeah, you know? no, it's, it's madness making like it's you know what it is. It's Stan <laughs> coming back with the leopard holding the flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> you just get to that and you're just like really like this made it through q a like come on yeah. or qa not q and or maybe both quality and assurance. <laughs> um, like, so, like, like this is quality i assure you <laughs> so um the, the, there's a thing i need to ask you about uh we we have our shtick with research and and i love it and i think it's authentic for reasons we've touched on in other episodes go find them reference them now um, sure. It'll be ironic, uh, <laughs> but 
I, I was talking to somebody about this game, and uh, did you look up the boss order, like which weapon works well on which boss? No, um, no. I and and to be fair, I I I kind of should have, just because it's super important. But uh, yeah, okay. but I didn't. I just played it through because you know. So again. I did, and I didn't even think twice about doing that. And here's why. So I'm talking to someone about the game, and I'm like, oh yeah, we're we're replaying Mega Man Six for the next episode. And they were like, well, how do you know? Because this is someone who had like no experience with Mega Man Classic at all. I was like, how do you know what order to beat the bosses in? And I was like, well, I've played it before. And they're like, well, yeah, but what if you hadn't? And I was like, well, I mean, I, I looked it up. And they were like, but this game came out in like the early 90s. How would you have looked it up? And I was like, in Nintendo Power. And they're yep. like, what if you didn't have Nintendo Power? I would have asked a friend. And they're like, what if you have no friend? Trial and error. Like, <laughs> and, and when I got to, you know, there's like a five whys kind of thing. It's like, when I got to trial and error, I was like, oh, that's an unsatisfying answer. Like, really? Like, you'd play through the whole game in every permutation? That's that's gross. I don't think that's right. And so so after I had that conversation, I was playing through, and, and I did not heavily stress test this, but there are actually subtle indicators in the levels that would kind of encourage you. So, like... In Blizzard Man stage, there's these little pillars that look distinctly different from all of the other ice. And there are items that you yourself might want on the other side of those ice. And so what would a person think? Like, oh, if I had a flame weapon of some kind, I could probably melt that ice. And that exists in no other part of the game. So you kind of think like, well, if I had gone through Flame Man stage first, and then I came to Blizzard Man stage, I would have <gasps> the weapon that will work well here, right? And and there's, I wish I'd taken better notes because this kind of occurred to me when I did not have the ability to write things down. But there's a handful of places throughout the game where it's like, oh, here's this subtle reminder that if you had done this other thing a minute ago, you might be better equipped to handle this. And you could start to kind of intuit the order. It is not spelled out for you. It is not obvious in any way, but you could, with no friends, no subscription to Nintendo Power and no internet, you could intuit enough of the order that I think you could fill in the last few blanks, right? Through trial and error, or just through like random guessing. And that actually restored my faith in the designers a little bit because when I got to like, Oh, well, you would just figure it out by trial and error. Like that frustrated me. I was like, no, like who's going to play through this game in that many permutations where they're just like, Oh, I eventually figured it out. Like that's not fun. It's not fun. That's not what we do for fun. Yeah. And I do, I do enjoy, enjoy stuff like that. And I, and I do agree that they do kind of telegraph it, but with stuff like that, where it's like, Oh, well, which weapon is good against which bosses? I do agree that definitely, you know, like when you play it, when you played it back in the day or I mean, because obviously if you're playing it now, you look it up on the Internet, you know, like it's not cheating by today's standards. You know, so if the question is, is like would be like, does it hold up now? Well, yeah, because you've got the Internet, like 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 check the game out and look it up and then go do it. You know, the question is like, well what if you didn't have the internet? It's like, well, then I would be at a time, point in time when there was no internet, in which case, literally, what did you do? You, you, you had Nintendo Power or you knew somebody that did and you guys talked about this like all the time, you know? And, and, and even then, like a lot of the times, like for both of our nostalgia experiences, you were playing with another person. So somebody would recognize that and be like, hey, 
can you melt that? Like, like, how do we get to that? I mean, like, even with the big, you know, Mega Man fists, right? The the Punch Man, you know, I'm going to call him Punch Man. <laughs> um, so, so Punch Man, like, you know, you see these like big cracked blocks or whatever, and you're like, huh, it's weird. And all of a sudden, it's like now you have power, Mega Man. Huh? You know, you know, punch those blocks, see what happens. You know, and you punch him, you're like, oh, you know, and then you just you go through it. So, uh, so I definitely feel that there's some some good visual cues with the the game design as far as like what what to use on what. But yeah, no, they I, they definitely don't leave you completely in the dark. Um, it would be interesting to scrutinize it and be like, can I completely without fighting a single robot master? Could I discern the order I should be defeating them in from the game itself? And I feel like the answer is yes with an almost unreasonable amount of work but it wouldn't be impossible and that's that's not nothing right because we didn't all have nintendo power or a friend with nintendo power but they were kind of expecting you to just like you know we've talked about before like it's an arcade it's a social environment like i feel like they're kind of expecting you to sit with your brother sister cousin neighbor whatever you know mom dad and and like or all of them at the same time. All, I mean, all of it, these people, all it, it, reading Nintendo Power, in in one person. I'm saying like they would all be one person. Like oh, you'd be yes. still seeing with one person, but all of those relationships. We are the world. Um, <laughs> gross, dude. And uh, right. <laughs> and um, yeah, so like the, there is a little bit of that. Like, yeah, we expect you to talk to other people as game design, right? So I I don't want to just say like they get a pass, but I mean. A little like I'm I'm giving them a break a little bit. Yeah, I'm cool yeah. with it. I'm I'm okay. So um with all that said, did it hold up? Uh for me, yeah, it absolutely did. And I'm relieved to say that because my like I said in the 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 top of the show, like uh Mega Man three and Mega Man Four were like my Mega Mans. And then I skipped I I honestly don't think five existed and then I skipped six (laughs) and I never played the classics that were on Super Nintendo because I knew they were hot garbage. Um, And so Mega Man, when I think of Mega Man games, I think actually of Mega Man X and only then when I'm like, oh, no, Mega Man classic, that's like two, three and four. Right. So like I had some fear going into this, especially because we'd already played Mega Man X and I was going to be like, Oh no, 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 this is going to be bad. It's going to be hard. It's not going to be as fun as Mega Man X was, but like, I super enjoyed this. I felt like other than the frame rate issues that occasionally cropped up and other than the second half of plant man stage, like everything else feels super polished, super fun, like absolutely held up. Like I would put this into a normal rotation. Um, I, I definitely also felt held up for me. It was on the hairy edge of a nostalgia monocle just because, and this isn't fair, but it's like, you know, whenever, you know, it's like, like, who would you recommend this game to? It's like, I'd actually recommend this game to a lot of people. It's, it's a good fun game. But if I was going to recommend a Mega Man game, I'd recommend Mega Man X, you well, know? So, yeah. I mean, if you're going to watch a movie with a Baldwin, right? Like, yeah, yeah there's a bunch of them, but yeah, you're going to go with Kevin, you know? <laughs> um <laughs> or was it the uh who, who's the the one um hemsworth brother that like is just a doctor oh jeez <laughs> yeah like, like they're all the hemsworths and like they, they joke about like the one brother who's like just a doctor it's like don't worry man one day you may be a famous actor <laughs> that's but, um, but, <laughs> 
but uh but no i mean like that that being said like the game is is, is super super enjoyable like i said the visuals are good the the sound effects are good the the mechanics are generally good don't play plant man stage aside from that you know like it 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 it, it, it absolutely holds up um it's just you know like again it's it's through no fault of its own it has a very very stellar younger brother that is just knocking it out of the park but overall man i mean i, I with my experience I, it wasn't good it wasn't super my experience was pretty mega man the curtain falls the music plays the credits roll then it all fades to black and you're left by yourself the fanfare is gone there's no player two there by your side to share victories won but as you slowly progress down the hall to your bed a few great events leak back into your head from the time that you spent traversing the land Battling evil, fighting the darkness, just sword in hand. Your memories creep in with the end of a smile. You realize again what you lost for a while. You gotta think back much less on how you saved the day. So my first thought is I'm going to go pee. Um, but, <laughs> but I figured that will be an easy place to cut it. Yes.